Hello there and welcome to Music of Film Safe Film Podcast. My name is Chris Rice and I'm here with my good friend and fellow co-host and guest, Gaz Jones. Hi Gaz, how are you doing? I'm very well, mate. Very well, very well. Good, good. to be here, as always. Thank you, thank you. And thank you for doing this as per usual. Um, my pleasure, mate. So what we're doing today is, um, you may have heard one of our podcasts um, a few, probably a couple of few months ago and we did a, what, we, what I called a power hour. So basically, it's Gaz and I have put some random subjects in a hat, music, film, popular culture, TV, whatever, in a hat. I've got my timer on my phone. I'm going to do a countdown of an hour. And we're just going to, in turn, take um, the subjects out of a hat and just discuss them. And it'll just take us as long as we take until the alarm goes. So it's as simple as that, really. Um, and it's something a bit different from doing our rankings that we usually do, etc. So... I've got my phone here, Gaz. I've set the right, clock. Cool. Let me uh, right, start it. it. And I'll, you go first and pick one. All right, mate. Ready? All Ready? right. Go. All right, here we go. Um, do you do karaoke? What's the, what's the tune you like to sing at karaoke? Oh, it is a good question. I have done a few occasions. I'm gonna. I've done All Night Long by Lionel Richie. Tune. <laughs> um, not one you talk to oh yeah but yeah all night long line of Richie I've done a couple of times and I've also yeah. done but you've also got to obviously have someone else to to, to sing it with kids Robbie yeah. and Kylie I've done a oh, couple nice, of times nice, nice, but I haven't nice. been to karaoke for ages I used to really love no. karaoke yeah so, I used to love I used to, I used to, I used to MC a karaoke night about 20 odd years ago ah it's working man's like it's working man's club it's long gone now it used to be around the corner from where my mum lives it's it's now a car park of course <laughs> and uh yeah um but like one of my favorites that i've got sort of being the mc you had to you know start off like singing yourself until you had people come and hand in slips yeah. of paper for what they wanted to sing and sometimes if it was quite a night and then i happened to sing for like an hour on my own and you know, you're desperately trying to, you know, cue up another song as you're singing. <laughs> this, you know, uh, be a, one of my favourites was always um, uh, "Deeply Dippy." Right, said Fred. <laughs> ah, it's a great, it's a great tune though. Great you're song though, isn't it? Undeniable, undeniable, yeah. great song. Why is what talking about? Right, said Fred. What is the obsession that American artists have with "I'm Too Sexy"? Because it's not a great song. I know it went to number one in America. It's yeah, one of the it only UK artists that went to number one in the 90s in, in the u.s Anybody yeah there was what there was right said fred emf G, uh yeah. jesus yeah. jones i think yeah yeah in yeah. the 90s yeah. and and drake yeah. has recently sampled it taylor swift has sampled it sort of yeah, i know i know well, but that's the yeah because like uh, well, no, I, I, taylor swift didn't sample it they um Basically, the Fairbrass brothers got writing credits because one of her songs, the the rhythmic way she sings the words is basically yeah. like "I'm too sexy." I'm too sexy, yeah. Look yeah, what, look what uh, made me do, isn't it? Yeah, um, so yeah, and I've listened to it, and it doesn't sound anything like "I'm too sexy." <laughs> it's not one of her best <laughs> tunes, actually. You know, it's, it's no, actually her only no. UK number one. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Mad. Well, but anyway. But yeah, I don't she's know. Too, she, she's too sexy for number ones, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> deeply, deeply dippy is definitely their best one. It's a great song. Oh, by um, far. But, by far. But yeah, so I mean, I can remember once I did this. I went to this karaoke bar in London, 
and basically you could hire out room if you had enough people you could hire out nice. your own room and so we hired out, to do that. It, was, it was my mate's birthday and there was about i would say 12 of us no. maybe 15 of us anyway they say right you want some drinks we ordered this drinks we ordered a, and we ended up ordering a bottle of vodka and and that and then we oh we were God. all having such a good time we asked yeah. if we could book an extra hour we had been in there for about three hours and yeah. so we booked an extra hour and then we all said yeah we'll we'll, all, we'll split the bill you wouldn't believe how much it cost us each. <laughs> Jesus. I'm buying a bottle of vodka and a karaoke it was bar. It's I think we bought, and we also bought beers. I think we bought an up two bottles of vodka, if I remember. Jesus. It was that thing where we were having fun. How, about, drinks how, about, how, about, how much was the, how, how much was it? I've seen it was all kind of split evenly. I mean, uh, can yeah, you remember uh, how much I it think paid? It was about, I think it was about 100 quid each. Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. You mate. know, when you look at the bill and you're like, <laughs> you're like, I'm not, what? And, and, I, my ber- and my mate's birthday's yeah, just before yeah. Christmas as well. Yeah. And oh my God. Yeah. Like, it's, I think uh, it's just like, am I drunk or is there really that many zeros? <laughs> I looked at the bill. I looked at the bill and I was like, I don't think I'm going to be going to go out <laughs> for the rest yeah. of the month. <laughs> nah. yeah. uh, Living on but cans it, of beans. It was a good night. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it's brilliant. also trying to then try to get me off me off the mic is a bit. I think I, I sang a, a couple of cliffs as well, and we, well, did this, <laughs> we also did this thing where one of my mates, whatever he asked for, we would put on a Rod Stewart song. So it doesn't matter what he asked for. Yeah, <laughs> put on Rod Stewart. Anyway, <laughs> brilliant, but, um, brilliant. Right, let me let me. <laughs> so, what have I got? Ah, least favorite film genre. So the film genre, oh, okay. okay, you don't, you not that you don't like some of the films of that genre, but the one that you get on with the least, least the least. To. That's that's a really that's a really hard question because you know I mean you just kind of go through me. I love sci-fi. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Action, um, of course, I've got a I've waiting all night for this. Come on, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I love rom-coms. To a point, you know, I don't like, you know, I hate Love Actually, but I, I like my, I like my rom-coms with a bit of dirt under the fingernails. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, you know, be that, you know, like Swingers or you know, Sideways stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but saying that, I do love a cheesy rom-com as well. Like she's all um, that and Ten Things Out About <laughs> You. Brilliant. Oh, great film. You see, you see. Um, it's hard. It's, I don't. To be honest, it would probably, I don't know, action comedy. But that's not, it's not because I don't like action comedies. I just think it's a very yeah. hard thing to get right. You know, uh, I will, you know, it'd be brilliant if they could all be as good as, say, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. But for you know, oh, but but fortunately, you end, most action comedies end up being like Beverly Hills Cop three. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh well, yeah. I Four, think my four. least favorite uh, is not action comedies necessarily. It's comedies because I think yeah. comedies is difficult to get right, and I and yeah. I'm a bit. Yeah. I don't like. I find a lot of American comedies now is just a load of people shouting at each other, trying to be funny, and and and, and I also think that some comedy films that you do find funny at a certain point of time doesn't. You watch it now, you're like, American American Pie is a really good example. I remember I loved those first two American Pie films when they first came out. I thought they were hilarious, and then I watched them. Probably five or six years ago, and I was they like, they haven't dated at all. They haven't dated. I was like, 
Uh, yeah, but um, I think films also, like that though is very much a time and a place. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, a twenty-year-old is going to find American Pie funny. Yeah, a four-year-old, so. not so much. You yeah, know, yeah. you know, like like you know, when I was a kid, Police Academy, I thought the funniest songs ever. Now I'm like, oh, I, you know, if, if number five is on telly, the Miami Beach one, I'll watch that because I always kind of <laughs> like that one. Um, but like, but it, you know, but so when they get it right, say I don't know, like the first Naked Gun. Or the first airplane, you know. I think you know, Spinal Tap, things like this. Yeah. I, I, you know, genius. Like, um, what's that John Cleese film? Clockwise. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. That some of that stuff in the Naked Gun mm. is is really good. It's really funny. Oh, it, sla- uh, it slaps uh, people. It's great. Yeah. Uh, it's genius. Uh, it's genius. Some of the Judd, some of the Judd Apatow stuff. I've never been a big fan. Uh, of I, no, I wasn't. I wasn't at the time. I I didn't yeah. mind. Um. What was his first one? Super, oh, but again, super bad. I loved it when it came out. Yeah. And now I'm like, eh, yeah. Nah. I think you know, it's and often, and often with comedies, seeing it in a full cinema it is a benefit because you get that reaction from the is. audience um, mm-hmm. as well, rather than yeah. seeing it maybe six yeah. one or two of you at home. So, no. um, I thought you were going to say musicals. Funny enough. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? With the exception of, okay, because even in a genre I hate, there's always something I love. I love Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Uh, you know, a bit of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, bit of Mary Poppins is all right. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, oh, I fucking hate musicals. <laughs> I don't like really musicals. I, I love music, I, I, goodness me. But yeah, know. you know, and I'm just, I don't know, man. It's it's just a bit. I don't mind them. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't say they were a favourite. I'd go, oh yeah, but I don't mind. Yeah. Them. I don't mind them. I can't. Um, I can't believe I did. I can't believe I've just been sitting here going, oh yes. Uh, you know, I don't really like. I don't find Police Academy funny anymore. When you're like, yeah, what about musicals, guys? Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I hate. Bloody hate musicals. I hate them. Well, I tell, rubbish. I tell you, I tell you, except I tell for Willy Wonka. Willy, Willy Wonka you, still makes you, me cry now. Willy Wonka still makes me cry now. So, and Singing in the Rain is a great film. Singing in the Rain. Nah, I tell you what. Nah, um, I tell you what it shows. Nah. It shows I do listen to you because uh, I think that's yeah. what we were talked about yeah. in our top twenty films uh, a while back. But um, yeah, yeah. Sound of um, music. Oh no, no. Well, I thought maybe yeah. you'd had a had a you know a reinvention over the Christmas period and you'd suddenly got into musicals. <laughs> anyway, next uh, one, guys. No, next, no, one. Uh, next one, next one, next <laughs> one. All right, all right. Here we go. Uh, oh, it's a good question, mate. Italian ninety or Euro ninety six? <laughs> Italian, Italian ninety. Yeah, Italian yeah, 90. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd um, probably go the same. That was when we all got I into think, football. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, I I got mm. into football late. Because a lot of friends will really liked it. I think you did a little bit as well. Got into football. Yeah, quite late. I did. yeah, um, yeah. I did. I had yeah. Been, it's because of Italian ninety. Yeah, but uh, I was playing it at school. I all started having interest. My brother who's younger than me. Was always interested in football, but Italian ninety was the one that really yeah. changed it. Yeah. That that's yeah. really suddenly went. And we had we had this all the goals of Italian ninety video. Um, yeah and we also had yeah. the best games of italian 90 video yeah yeah we went yeah. all out in that and, yeah but the yeah. thing the thing is though right when you watch you know you see this kind of football retrospectives and stuff and italian 90 it was such boring negative football yeah. you, and, yeah. there were no real classic games really there england was, cameroon was a great game yeah um but yeah, it was such negative football, like and, nil and, nils and what and just oh. And Germany was so good 
yeah, yeah they were walking the floor <laughs> of most teams to be honest yeah, yeah of course they were. Um, yeah. I mean we were we played well in the semi against them but yeah. Also, because we came fourth in that competition, you thought this is what it's going to be like every competition. Yeah, yeah, you did. You know, fast forward to t- fast forward two years later, the Euro '92 <laughs> didn't get out of the group stage and then didn't qualify for USA '94. Yeah. No, no, we didn't. And nah. um, but then, to, also, Italian '90 was kind of it, that was the birth of the Premier League because that's when they started yeah, talking about they wanted a high quality like. F- football league in this yeah. country they wanted to get the best players over and after Italian 90 kind of all the stadiums started to like transform yeah, went yeah. from terracing to all seating and stuff like this that and, that, that, that World Cup um, was the birth of um, modern football yeah it was now. yeah, um, yeah I agree and then that. the next year because I supported Spurs because that's the team my family support um, so I supported Spurs and in yeah. 90 obviously Gazza and Lineker both played for Spurs as well and they were two yeah. of the you know, yeah. stars of, of the England yeah. team and uh, Spurs in 91 won the FA Cup so yeah they beat Forest here we go here we go <laughs> yeah. and Spurs have never won the FA Cup since then they've only ever won two trophies since then so uh, it's uh, yeah. a long, <laughs> long of course yeah because you're a Forest you're a Forest oh, well, yeah yeah well, I, 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 yeah I was when I was younger that was uh, because yeah, the the semi final that year, I suppose Gaza scored the thirty five yard screaming free kick, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, the, and then in the final, that's when he broke his, that's when he knackered yeah, his knee, and he was never the same yeah. player again. Not really. I mean, he uh, briefly, he was briefly when he went to Rangers, he showed some of the yeah. Gaza of old. That's when he scored yeah. that one to go with Euro '96. He, yeah, he was Euro back. 96, yeah. That sort yeah. of two or three year period. Was it was Lazio, wasn't it? Was, you know, like, yeah. yeah. He, he had another yeah. bad injury at Lazio. Went to Rangers. Yeah. And Rangers sort of sorted yeah. him out. It was a good place for him yeah. to be um, yeah. because he was the star of the show. And yeah. he sort of came back to how he was a little bit yeah. when he, in that period for Rangers. But he, yeah. that that definitely didn't. That, that first big injury was the definite hindrance for the, yeah, at least the five or six years, really. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. anyway. Italian 90. I tell you what a tournament that was. It brings a lot of memories. Yeah. Oh, no, it really does. Long, long, I remember it being a baking hot summer. England, yeah. you know, the New Order song. Yeah, Ness and Dorma. Ness and Dorma. Pavarotti had three UK number one albums. Yeah. Because of do, do, I, I don't know if you find this right, but like on the sometimes when you hear Ness and Dorma, yeah. my hair still stand up. Not that I haven't got much hair left. But it's, <laughs> and I, I don't particularly like opera music i appreciate it it's amazing but i don't listen yeah. to it but there's something about that piece of music it gets the hairs everything just tingles it's, it's, it's an amazing piece yeah. of music. oh my amazing. god it's incredible and it, it, i mean it got it, to it that that song got to number two in the charts didn't it yeah, it was, it, it was yeah. how mental the, it was that summer. the bbc had ca- actually captured whoever yeah, the, thought yeah. let's use Ness and yeah. dorma as our theme tune yeah got it, absolutely yeah. Gen- it was genius right yeah um, yeah Right, Pet Sounds is what I've picked out. The Beach Boys album, Pet Sounds. Oh, I thought I was just about to go. I was just about to go. Woof, meow. <laughs> no, not that type of Pet Sounds. Oh, I was sorry, really your opinion, your opinion on what many people think critically is one of the greatest albums of all time. What's I think yours? it's. I, I, I think well, like Sergeant Pepper, I think it's overrated. Mm. Oh, I can I, see I, 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 Yeah, I generally do. Um, you know, you know, God only knows. Um, and wouldn't it be nice? I mean, yeah. my God, you know, wouldn't it be nice? You know, not a bad track, one side one. You know what no, I mean? No, it's not. 
so you know, good. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Right. Um, sloop John B's one as well. Yeah, I never really liked Sloop John B that much. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's. I always kind of have issues sometimes with it whenever they do these like greatest album full time countdowns. Um, obviously, you know they're completely subjective lists. I get that, um, but. I, I, you know, I get and I, I understand, and I know, you know, I get why, like, say, Revolver is obviously always consistently high. You know, I'm, I'm kind of glad in a way that Sergeant Pepper's star has kind of sort of faded a little bit, and people now realise that yes, Revolver was the far superior album because I always said that. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Pet Sounds, man. Is there something for me personally? All I need from the Beach Boys is a greatest hits. That's all yeah. I need. You know, my favourite, I mean, I went into this in my top 10 albums of all time, but my favourite album that's associated with the Beach Boys isn't a Beach Boys album. It's Dennis Wilson's first album, yeah. Pacific Ocean yeah. Blue, which I think wipes the floor with any Beach Boys album. Yeah. But, yeah, all I need, I just need, you know, Surfing USA, California Girls, you know, that that's what I need, really. I was, I was, I was never the biggest fan. I've tried because, you know, I've, I've read that, Oh, you should listen to like you know the Surfs Up album. You should listen to the seventies stuff like Surfs Up and Amsterdam yeah, and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And I've listened to it and I'm like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I'm with you a bit on that. I mean, I had Pet Sounds. Yeah. Pet Sounds was actually one of the very early albums when I started to sort of buy classic albums. I can remember one birthday yeah. when I was in my teens, I got Pet Sounds, Bat mm. Out of Hell, and yeah, boy. All, and All Things Must Pass that birthday mm. i got three sort of wow. classic albums and pet sounds wow. was the one that i thought to myself this is the yeah. one i'm going to really like and it probably <laughs> out of the three of them was the one I liked hell right at least <laughs> <laughs> but it probably was to be honest all things yeah. was past I, I love all things was past though must have been. yeah but that's great the that's um great. but yeah uh, so uh no i just it's just because we didn't include it in any of our favorite albums of all time i thought it'd be quite interesting no. to see what yeah i like it i like it i don't dislike yeah. the album i can see where the influence for a lot of people oh completely, from. completely. Um, but, you know i'm not saying it's a bad uh, album i just I, I don't think it deserves the plaudits that it gets but whereas know. you could possibly buy it, i know you do think it's overrated but i've always loved it i know where you could possibly get sergeant pepper you listen to that and you go right i'm now going to buy all the other beatles albums I don't get that with the Beach Boys. No, no, you don't. I don't get that. To be honest, you don't don't need to buy a Beach Boys. Like I was saying, all you need is the greatest hits. Yeah, I don't get that with the Beach Boys. And and even with Pet Sounds, I've got Pet Sounds. I've got a Beach Boys greatest hits. I think that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. Next one, next one. All right. Uh, (laughs) Favourite Radio 1 DJ? Of all time or currently? I'm, I'm, I don't know, but I think you're about you're about 25 years too old to be listening to that garbage. <laughs> well, I think Greg. I, I must admit, I do think Greg James is. Oh, Greg, Greg James is a fantastic he's really DJ. Good. He's really. Uh, he, good. Is, he is great. He's old school. He reminds yeah, me of yeah, like yeah, yeah. when we listen. He reminds me of like Mike Smith in the 80s. You know, yeah, he's just yeah. a consummate no, he's really good. DJ professional. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, and he, he, and he comes he up with great. some quite good funny stuff. Yeah, he does. Um, he does. Unpopular, he, unpopular opinion yeah, it's is really, really good. good. Really That's good. great. That's um, brilliant. Because you can YouTube all that, so you can just see those bits. The way yeah. he does that. Yeah, I've got to listen great. to the music. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. So yeah. I, I, I yeah. think currently, and I but, think he's, uh, all, he's the right person to do the breakfast. Oh, completely. Well, there was, yeah, there was no one else, really. 
Yeah, my favourite one of all time. I think this is going to be slightly controversial. I don't know, actually. I don't don't know what you'll think. My favourite DJ of all time is Chris Moyles. Fair. I, I, I absolutely love love his show, and I like that he doesn't play yeah. music. I know I know that's weird yeah. being a music fan. I oh, like I love he that. Play that much music, and I Especially used to love. I used to listen to. I probably listened to Radio One too old because I would I would yeah. drive to work. I think a lot of people to, did. And to listen to Chris Moore's, and when yeah. and when um, he left. And I then moved. I had a long drive in. I just didn't know who to listen to in the morning. I tried Chris Evans on Radio 2 and all yeah. that. And when he came back on Radio X, I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I know, and I know yeah. some people do not like Chris Moyles. I sometimes think he's a little bit, especially, he's, he's obviously not so controversial as he used to be, but I think he was sometimes no. a little bit misunderstood or they were, Papers were trying to look for headlines when there wasn't any, to be honest. Yeah. But the way he yeah. did that team and... Mm-hmm. And the way he included sort of comedy Dave, and then he had yeah. Dominic Byrne, and then there was, yeah. um, and, and now he has Dominic, he has Pippa, and he has those three, and then yeah. he has other people yeah. he brings in. Yeah. I think yeah. he's a master of that, and he's a master of yeah. making things funny with sound effects and people's yep. voices. Yep. And it's all taken from his his heroes like Steve Wright, Kenny, Steve Wright, Steve Wright, all, Kenny Everett. Yeah, it's all taken. Yeah, all like the zoo, the zoo, what they call it, the zoo team, yeah, the zoo, you know, yeah. zoo. Zoo format, you know, that was Steve Wright, you know, I mean, but Chris he only Evans, took it from like, you know, American DJs and stuff like that. Chris Evans in the 90s was the master of that. You could sit, yep. listen to Chris yep. Evans and he'd go yep. half an hour without playing anything yep. in the 90s yep. when he was on Radio mm-hmm. One. I mean, he's much yep. more toned down these days. Yeah, but, just a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, um, Chris Morris is my favorite. Um, and, nice. and even now in the morning, I sit here, I sit here at work and yeah. I put on radio, I put on Radio X. And I yeah. listen to Chris Moore's, and as soon as he finishes, I turn it off. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, it's oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, in terms of Chris Moore's, I, you know, I, I did always like him. Uh, I like the fact that he, I mean, he was kind of the last of the radio on DJs that brought things back from previous DJs. Like he brought back the Gold Now, which was wonderful. Yeah. You know, the whole kind of zoo format. Um, you know, characters. Yeah. You know, like silly voices, parody songs. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was great. Um. Yeah. And he he appreciated radio as this wonderful medium that it is, you know. And he also interviewed um, but, uh, interviews celebs and other people. Yeah. He doesn't yeah, he, big he was them up too much. He, he's no, quite, no, he's he was always good interviewer. You know, he, he gets more out of them. He gives, you know, they, they yeah. bring their own personality back a bit. No, exactly. But but in terms in terms of all time, um, it has to be Simon Mayo. You know, when Simon Mayo left in in February two thousand and one, you know that's when I kind of really stopped listening to Radio 1. Yeah. Uh, I loved his show, you know, like the golden hour in the morning. He's king of the movies. Still my yeah. absolute favorite, like, radio quiz show. We'd yeah. all be kind of, when I was working in a warehouse at the time, we'd be, we should be glued to the radio. At, I think it was like quarter past 11. It used to be on yeah. king of the movies. Um, uh, yeah, again, like, he did brilliant interviews. He always had really good live bands and, like, acoustic sessions. It was him. He basically invented the live lounge. It was yeah, him that yeah, first started yeah. doing the live lounge stuff, you know, back in the like, 90s. Like, obviously, Mark Kermode used to be was on there every Friday, yeah, yeah. and then it was James King. I think he was the consummate kind of soothing-toned DJ, and he still is, to be honest. Yeah, I listen yeah, to him every now and again on Greatest Hits Radio. It's a real shame how his like tenure at the BBC came to an end, all yeah. that all the radio too. It was so sad, yeah, but yeah. 
but he still does essentially the same show now on Great Hits Radio. Um, it's just you got adverts, and to be honest, I think a lot of a, a lot of like um, like the radio, the big kind of radio DJs. It seems I don't know. I don't know if you've realised this, but over the past couple of years, did you remember we we always used to lament and take the piss out of local and commercial radio, the yeah. better music mix, yeah, and it'd yeah. be the same three songs every hour. Yeah. Now it seems like Great Hits Radio is basically like Ready One used to be, like twenty odd years ago. They're yeah. all on there, you yeah. know. But then obviously you've got Chris Evans going back to commercial radio, um, like Absolute Radio '90s, like fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's gonna be interesting if there's gonna be like and sort of even more of a kind of exodus of like big BBC DJs. I don't know how much kind of I not care, but like I I don't know if like the BBC are, are maybe kind of trying to run radio into the ground. I I don't know. Well, I think I don't know. I think, It'd be interesting think... to see. They, they seem to be putting so much so much kind of like. Like they really seem to be kind of pushing like the sounds app and like the podcasts on the on the app and these kind of like like mixes they put on the app and stuff and it's like but what about radio radio is this amazing kind of thing that you, that we all take for granted and it'd be well, such I a shame the, if it was I think the BBC go, really. have always invested into radio and I think they always will and I think the problem I don't think they do as much these days but it's not the problem but I think the thing with the BBC is they definitely now have to be seen to be more diverse. So yeah. the issue they had at Radio Two, especially, was it was an all-male lineup throughout the day. Really, you know, I agree. And so I, yeah, they, and I, they had, to, yeah. and and in terms of, and sometimes the issue with that is, are you sacrificing talent to make it more diverse? Now, yeah. I think I think Sarah Cox is a really good radio dj i think she's really oh, good. she is now so, i never liked her radio one but no, she's, she's great she's now. brilliant brilliant yeah, yeah, um, great, so yeah. I, and i think a lot of the people like simon mayo probably was the victim of that a little bit now yeah, the, well yeah yeah but in, in the in, then then you've got the flip side of that well shouldn't you have the best people doing it you know we've exactly. got such a yeah. i mean I, I wouldn't be surprised i always thought chris moyles would end up on radio too now no, I'm not, not quite so sure. No, he, he, he will never go back to the BBC. So we'll see. But um, it's, it will be. I, I think. I think the next one he'll go to radio too will be Scott Mills. Yeah, I yeah. Think yeah he, so. He'll say Scott Mills will take over from Steve Wright. I reckon. Well, it's amazing. Scott Mills is still doing Radio One. I mean, because I know he's he's, 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 he's well in his forties. Well, yeah. I think the same age as us. I've same name as us. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, pretty old so, for real. Oh, he is. Well, Chris yeah. Morris was taken off because they said he was too old. And I think he's actually yeah. the same age as Scott Bills. So, it, yeah. or just a little yeah. bit older. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's it's always the way with radio. Radio One's always very, it's got, you know, quite ruthless with getting the people in. Yeah, there. I get it. I get it. You know, it's a youth station. But to be honest, I don't think the youth listen to radio anymore. That's no, probably my biggest <laughs> issue. Well, they have had, they are having ratings issues aren't they radio one but radio yeah. two doesn't it goes down a bit and it goes up a bit you know so it's yeah. it's it's i think the bbc would always invest but i think the problem some of the old school djs are still brilliant djs like simon mayo yeah. suffered yeah. a little bit from the the bbc having to be yeah. more diverse in their lineup yeah and i don't think yeah. that's a bad thing but unfortunately no, sometimes no, no, means there's only so many hours a day you can have yeah presenters unless only ones yeah. everyone's doing two hours each so yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's a it's a big debate, but it's interesting. Yeah, 
But yeah. Simon Mayo is a cracking DJ. He's, yeah, he's, 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 he's my soothing, soothing voice. Yeah, so, so he's calm, a brilliant DJ, you know. and he, he he very knowledgeable, fantastic yeah, knows into the earth. Knows yeah, stuff. knows his stuff. Knows his stuff. Ah, so I've got Bruce Springsteen now. Mm. <laughs> you I know you're a massive fan of of Huge. the boss, but of the Huge. boss. And I think we've. Um, I think at some point I'm gonna hopefully get you to do a, a ranking of Springsteen's mm. albums for the podcast. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, um, mate. And thanks to you, I think, I've actually, re- in recent sort of the last six months or so, I think I've, or the last year, should I say, I think I've started to discover Bruce Springsteen because I had the greatest hits and that was yeah. about it. And recently I've bought some of his sort of classic albums, Born to Run, mm. All in the USA, mm. The River, uh, a couple of his other ones like Ghost of Tom Joe, Nebraska. Wonderful. So I've Wonderful. I've sort of tried to mix it up a little bit over the uh, mm. a couple of his more recent ones. So, um, but yeah, I know you're a. And not, not I don't want you to sort of say what your favourite albums are because we'll leave that. <laughs> album, obviously, but yeah, so. it's it's you know, what can you say about Springsteen that hasn't been said before? I mean, it's you know the greatest gig I ever went to. You know, it's a story I, I've told a million times, but, you know, it's the closest I, I think I'll ever get to, like, a religious experience <laughs> that doesn't involve pharmaceuticals. <laughs> <laughs> how, did you get, how did you get into Bruce Springsteen? Though? Who introduced you to Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, it must have been my dad or I, um, like, a maybe it, was, it, it, it must have been dancing in the dark because it was around about that sort of time. We just moved to Yugoslavia in 84. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that song just being omnipresent somewhere. Yeah. So it must've been on a tape in my dad's car. Yeah. I, 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 I'm sure he would have had born in the USA, like millions of others. Yeah, would have been yeah. in 84. Um, but to be honest, yeah, it's, maybe it was even earlier than that. I mean, you know, I was going to say that's the first time I, I remember that song. I just remember, you know, like being a kid as I was, I'd have been what five or six at the time, I think, you know, and going on long car journeys and stuff like that. And music would always be getting played in the car. And even when I was a kid, I, you know, I just didn't know anything about music, but I was always kind of like, like deconstructing the songs, like kind of focusing my mind in on the drums. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I always used to tap. You know, my foot would go and, you know, I was, I was sort of playing drums on my legs before I knew what playing drums was, you know, or I'd listen to the guitar or I'd try and listen to, oh, is that, that must be the bass. And, I, you know, and, and, and the, sort of the way the keyboard sounds go over the top and stuff. And, yeah, I, I, was, I was a funny child. <laughs> ADHD, really. Because <laughs> the thing is, because um, my dad wasn't really into Bruce Springsteen so the only sort of mm. first, I mean I, I remember the, the big hits of the 80s but I can yeah. remember when I was then a bit older I can remember Human Touch and Lucky Town coming out yeah and that, strange, and that strange fad we had at early 90s with some bands would release two albums on the same day same day um, to, be, to be to be honest you'd be very you know, no, no spoilers, but you, you will actually struggle to get one decent album out of those two albums. Well, I've so I've, I've, I've seen, but yeah. but I think the the no. one sort of song. Lucky Town's not a bad album, but I think the, the two songs that really sort of hit me mid nineties. Um, Streets, Streets of Philadelphia, which I think is a, and also oh, Secret Garden. Yeah. Which oh, was, wonderful! Which was included in Jerry Maguire as well, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was, uh, it was, yeah. Secret Garden was originally released in '95 as one of the singles of the greatest hits. Yeah, it but was, then it got, yeah. and it wasn't a hit. But then it, it got used in Jerry Maguire. Then it was, it was, it was his first yeah. top twenty hit for 
yeah. you know, well, with the exception of Streets of Philadelphia, it was like his biggest city's had in years. So it's, uh, I mean, he's still, he's in, still incredibly prolific. I mean, there's an mm. album every couple of years. That's yeah, but the, the last, yeah, the last two were fantastic. Yeah. Western Stars. Yeah. It was a beautiful album. And and there uh, was a Letters to You. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, um, very like, strong. Very most strong. of his albums go to number one. You know, he's got, yeah. quite, you know, yeah. it's, he's, he's still yeah. incredibly popular. So, yes, so hopefully coming soon this year, Gaz is... Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to sit and listen to every single Bruce Springsteen. It's quite a lot of them. So I think it's going to be are, yeah. a solo, a solo uh, teaching <laughs> me the ways of it. And I can comment on <laughs> the ones I've heard, but uh, we'll see. Do that. Um, yes. Next one, guess. All right. Here we go. Uh, favorite power ballad. <sighs> favorite power ba- ballad. Yeah. Is Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warnes up where we belong counted as one? Definitely. Yes, yeah. that's one of them. Definitely yeah, one of them. Definitely, great song yeah, that's an officer and a gentleman, wasn't it? Yes, great song yeah. that is. Everything yeah. I do, I do it for you, Brian Adams. Obviously. Not bad. <laughs> it was not one for a bit, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, for some reason, that Joe Cocker, Jennifer Warren's one yeah, came into that's my a good, head. That's a good one, actually. That's a really good choice, mate, because, yeah, the song kind of gets forgotten about a bit. Um, or I, I don't know. I mean, stuff like um, was it uh, Linda Ronstadt? Um, um, I don't know much, well, but I know I Neville? love you. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Neville. Aaron Neville with his moly mole. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that song. Uh, Somewhere out there, uh, from American Tale. Oh yes, always that? makes me still makes me cry. I can't remember who sung that. that. Uh, that might be Linda Ronstadt as well, actually. Yeah, you, you, you just, you know what? After this, you need to go online and download yeah. Linda Ronstadt's greatest hits. <laughs> I, I, I think you're right there, mate. But no, in, in terms of, um, well, being quite topical as as of when we recorded this, probably my favourite power ballad because I've actually listened to it quite a lot over the past few days. Is I would do anything for love, <laughs> but I won't do that. Rest in peace, Meatloaf. Is it the full twelve minute, fourteen minute, however long it is version of it? Is it, is there another version? Well, I'm sorry. There was the there was the, <laughs> there was the six minutes. Yeah. They managed to cut it down to yeah. six minutes. Yeah. Radio, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I'd um, yeah, it's it it's it's you know it's so over the top. I mean, we both bought a bat hell too. We both went through a massive meatloaf phase, yeah, yeah. especially when that came out, man. You know, possibly you know up until take that reunion, possibly the biggest comeback ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he went like, from nothing to my be, God. Yeah, I mean, that was number one be. for what nine weeks. It was so unexpected. Yeah, it was so unexpected. Yeah, that big. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had one and two. Um, yeah. I think I, I got that was the year I probably got one for my birthday. So I got back yeah. out of hell for my birthday, and with my birthday money, I bought the second one. Uh, I can remember buying Dead Ringer, which was his other um, number one album in the UK from it the was, early eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I got back out of hell three when that came out mid. Naughty. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, got his version of um all coming back to me now on it. Yes, it? yeah, that was a, yeah. that was his before before what's possibly this weekend. That was his last top ten hit. Um yeah. but because uh, I think Bat Out of Hell's gonna of course it is. be in the top ten this weekend. But nice. um yeah, I mean uh, overblown, over the top. Um, I, I think yeah. I had the C D single of I'd Lie for You and That's the Truth. As well, that's, good, was, that's a good shoe. That went to number I love two. for you, that and went, yeah, in the summer of Britpop, yeah, yeah, that got to number two. You know, um, I wonder what, what held it, I wonder what held it off number one. Uh, I don't Go on, know. mate. 
Oh. <laughs> it probably wasn't a Britpop song because not many Britpop No, it would have been Robson and Jerome or something like that, probably. <laughs> it probably was. Oh. It probably was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, funny enough, because I listened to one of your uh, Track One Side One podcasts and you had a guest yes. she put Bat Out of Hell as one of her. Yeah, yeah, I, Ruth, I, yeah. I, because um, I, I dug out all four of my Meatloaf CDs and I have li- yeah. I, I listened to them all just before Christmas, yeah. funny enough. Yeah. Dead Ringer, I hadn't listened to Dead Ringer properly yeah. since I, I, I think I was there when you bought that. Yeah, I remember you well, buying that in Cambridge, didn't you? Was it Cambridge? Yeah, what it is? was. And yeah. I, I, listened, I haven't listened to that album for years, Dead Ring. And I obviously haven't listened to Batter Hill 3 that often either. And it's mm. quite, actually, it's quite a heavy rock album in places. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Nicky Six from Motley Crue yeah, co-wrote a lot yeah, of the songs. Right, yeah. So, um, but no, I mean, I enjoyed listening to them again. But for me, the yeah. first Batter Out of Hell is still the Oh, it's the unbelievable. And yeah, um, the version I've got has Dead Ringer for Lovers. Oh, uh, revamped. Batter yeah. Hell revamped, wasn't it? That's so it for me... Called. They re- yeah. Bat Out of Hell always has Dead Ridder for Luz as the last track, which is actually a great last track. That's <laughs> a great last track, yeah. That's yeah. my personal, Dead Ring of Luz is my personal favourite Meatloaf song. It's an absolute brilliant. Rock oh, it's wonderful. It's yeah, oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah, possibly one of the best duets ever as well. Shares <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so Meatloaf is your one. Joe Cocker, nice. my one. So yeah. let's, a, let's uh, get out the next. Oh, a physical media your views physical media i think so, well, i think we both i think we both know what my views on physical media are mate <laughs> <laughs> i'm staring well, at my vhs player my laser disc player <laughs> well you're old school physical media and i've got a box there of my 4k so i'm i'm as up you know i'm you're old school yeah. i'm new, i was gonna say new school that's not, new not school. even a thing <laughs> but um What's interesting is actually this, and it might be because people have been in, in inside more and stuff, but what's interesting, so CD sales fell by 12% last year. Now, you sort of think, oh, here we go. But actually, that was half, that was less than it had fallen the previous few years. I think the I year know, before, it fell 28%. Yeah. So it actually, actually has slowed down CDs. Vinyl went up 11% last year. Yeah. So if you think about it, you actually are a very, we're still quite even on physical copies. Cassettes have been come back a little bit as well. So yeah, I don't think yeah. it's the death of physical media just quite. No, I don't, no I don't think so. I don't think so. C- CDs will be making a massive comeback within the next five years. They'll be yeah. the next format that gets hipsterized, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They, they, they add vinyl. Then they went on to cassette. Yeah. Uh, and, and the natural success. It, CDs were making yeah, a comeback, yeah, yeah. and they'll and be I like, and they'll a be a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll be like, they'll be like original. I don't know if you've got like an original copy of say Brothers in Arms from 1985, yeah. they'll be going for like two, three hundred quid yeah. on eBay. It's gonna get honestly, yeah. it's gonna get crazy. I no, sold on my CDs years ago. I just got rid of them all. Um, and but yeah, I, I do generally think if there are some like people will be going through some of the original copies, and yeah. if they've got original copies of I don't know early ones that came out, so I don't know Phil Collins, Genesis, stuff like yeah. that, that I reckon they'll be going for money. Well, there's some Serious of my boxes money. of C- some of my boxes CDs over there, back there. Yeah. there, there they all are, ready for us to get a cabinet eventually. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean I'm I'm still up for. I'm still I, I like to have that copy. Um, yeah, with 4K, I, I buy. 4k 
discs obviously they are expensive so i'm a bit more selective than what i get um but for me even though let's for example disney plus they have it in 4k they have it in dolby atmos great it's still not quite up to the level of a disc in terms of sound quality bass the picture quality now for most people streaming is more than enough they're absolutely happy with that but for me who who enjoy likes to have the proper thing yeah. I, I like to buy it now has it made me not buy so much stuff now with streaming yes definitely whereas yeah, back in the so. day i might have bought a film that i sort of liked but i didn't love and i would have bought that on dvd or vhs yeah. or blu-ray for yeah. example i won't go out and buy it now because i think well, i can just stream it i tend to now buy the ones that i collect so if a star wars film comes out i'd buy a star wars film on disc because i've got all the others yeah. james bond the same marvel films the same so that's the or if it's an absolute brilliant film uh, like mm. june for example i'm gonna get the disc of that but I, I think it's stopped us i think streaming has stopped collectors like us mm. from possibly just buying a bit more random stuff stuff that you yeah. don't really like stuff that you think yeah that's okay i don't love it yeah. i don't hate it mm. whereas yeah we would now collect only the stuff that we would buy physically, only the stuff we yeah, really like. Yeah, I, I also think I that part of me kind of stopped when I, I got rid of all my CDs and all my DVDs. Yeah. About, when was that? Whenever it was, 2014, I think I got rid of them all. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, I've got all these DVDs. By this point, I, you know, discovered kind of Netflix and all this kind of stuff. And I was just streaming everything. I wasn't in my, my DVDs was gathering dust. And I was just like, and I was moving again. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get a shot of all these. Yeah. And the same with all my CDs is just when I found out about, you could store all this stuff in like your Google cloud and yeah. access it through your Google play app and stuff. And I was yeah. like, well, I, cause by this point I do, I really started doing like a driving job. So yeah. I was just listening to music in, in the van and stuff. I was like, well, that makes sense. I'm just going to get rid of all my CDs. Yeah. And I'm just going to keep the stuff that feels more like a collection to me, which is, yeah. you know, my vinyl, my laser yeah. disc, yeah. Uh, my VHS is, um, you know, cassettes as well. I've started, you know, collecting a few more cassettes over the past couple of years. Um, did you keep Vina, any CDs I, I, at all? Like, like maybe a couple uh, of favourites or, or do you uh, regret, well, kept, or do you regret, do you regret getting rid of any? No, no. I mean, I kept, um, I kept all my shine CD compilations. Well, <laughs> Come on. Get, couldn't okay. even, couldn't even give them away, mate. No, no. Um, uh, what else? I kept a deep purple box set because it's autographed by, um, um, one of their producers. Yeah. Uh, uh, who did a lot of the albums and I've kept, uh, so I'm just looking up at my CDs up there. Yeah. Um, I kept a couple of like special edition a few years ago. I don't know if you remember this, a, a classic, you know, classic rock magazine. Yeah. Uh, the, the, they they did this really cool thing a few, uh, I don't know, about eight, nine years ago now where, where the, the, they were like, like, for example, like a new motorhead album would come out and it would be in like a special kind of like gatefold, like booklet. And, yeah. and like, and, and it was like a whole magazine was basically like the, like the liner notes and the inner sleeves. And there was oh. interviews and stuff. Uh, they did it with like a Motorhead album. They did it with the Rush album, yeah. uh, Slash's first solo album. They did it with uh, the Cults, and it was a wicked idea. And you got like you got the album, you got a poster and a key ring, yeah. and like the whole magazine was just dedicated to this new album. And it was yeah, it was, and it was a wicked idea. Um, and then they kind of stopped doing it really. But yeah, I've still got like there's two Motorhead albums and a Rush album. The other ones I bought. Cool. But that's yeah, yeah, I just got rid of the. I was just like it's, I don't miss them. I don't miss them. 
I mean, it's just the thing. I mean, there's oh. some CDs there, like, well, really, and I have got started getting rid of some of the DVDs, or there's ones that I've obviously bought on Blu-ray and get yeah. bought, it, bought Star Wars films for, like, the 16th time or whatever. But, <laughs> um, yeah. but I think, obviously, a lot of CDs and stuff as well have bo- box sets are very popular now, repackaged versions of, of classic yep. albums and, yeah, true. and stuff. Um, so I don't think it's going to... I'm, I'm fingers crossed. I don't think it's gone away yet. I think there's still going to be a market for them. Oh, the, and I think, there'll I think always right be a market the CDs. for it. I think you're right about it. I've even seen people on social media went, oh, I, I popped into a, a charity store today and I bought a load of CDs. I've suddenly become yep. in, back into CDs again. So you thought, yeah, yeah. Think, so, um, yeah. What goes around so, comes around. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think it's proven with books. You know, when the Kindle came out, people thought that's the death of the book and, it, and it, nope. the book sales went down. But recently over now, the last five or six again. years have gone Massively. right back up so yep. i yep. think that'll you know i think it might be a little bit of a pandemic thing where people have gone you know what well, i'll buy a physical copy or something but i think yeah. it shows yes cd sales have gone down but they haven't gone down yeah. to the degree they have the previous year or two <laughs> and then the vinyl sales are still going up so it's just evening yep. itself out um and obviously if you buy vinyl you it's people who actually you would think want the vinyl because they're not they're a fairly premium product really yeah i do i i I do know some people who they buy the records and um for basically for the download code and the record just stays you know they haven't got a record deck yeah or they're or they're they're framing them and that breaks my heart (laughs) well (laughs) to be honest each one's their own but you know what what will please you is that many new vinyls now don't even have download codes they start getting rid of them because that's good uh, oh yeah so um, also, so, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I, to be honest, I wouldn't know because it's very seldom I'll buy brand yeah, new yeah, records. Yeah. So, so no, they don't, vinyl, many so. of them don't have download codes now, um, mm. whereas everyone did. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, mm. I think I bought, so I got, for Christmas, I got um, Adele's, Ed Sheeran's and Shed 7's Maximum High album, but I think only Shed 7 oh, had nice. down, only Shed 7 had the download code. It's a good so, album. So you thought you would think Adele and Ed Sheeran would be more likely to have the download code. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. That's weird. They didn't. So yeah. that's the way it that's goes. Strange, that. Yeah. Right then, next one. Uh, right. Long live physical physical media. That's what I think. That's what we're we're trying to say in the end of the day. Yeah, it? yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. In short, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, don't use Spotify, basically. Oh no, unless you're listening to our podcasts, then well, by yes. all means use Spotify. Well, actually, you know, but I think. But when you are want to buy an expensive album, brand new album, I have on the past listened to it on Spotify. Am I going to like yeah. it? If it's an artist that I'm not quite sure about, am I going to like this? Yeah. I'll listen to it first, then I go. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, so you, you know, I've got no issue with the whole try before you yeah, buy. Yeah. I just, I just don't agree with ju- just literally just being that. Yeah. You know, I only stream. Yeah. You know. Um. Uh, right. Uh. Oh, it's a good one. Um. Best greatest hits collections. Well, I think you know what I'm going to say. I think the best, the yeah. best best of albums are the red and blue albums from the Beatles. <laughs> That's it. the best. Go for, you just go full partridge. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite Beatles? Are probably the best, best of the of Beatles. Beatles. Uh, red and <laughs> wings. Blue. Only the band of Beatles could have been. <laughs> the red and blue albums from the Beatles. Yeah, which yeah your, not bad, mum, your mum lent me. Yeah, um, yeah, fantastic. Absolute ideal. Um, coming into the Beatles, listen to that. Yeah, blue one especially. Yeah, yeah, has album tracks on it. It has the hits on it. I think they're fantastic. Another one, an early, 
Um, a couple of the early greatest hits albums I got was the very best of Elton John from 1990. That's oh, the double. Great. That's, that's yeah, great, yeah. is it? So good. Yeah, I've got um, on, got on vinyl all, somewhere. The, all the best. Paul McCartney was an early greatest hits album I got yeah. that I absolutely loved. Um, I sometimes think actually the best greatest hits albums are the ones that are just single CDs. I sometimes think when it's a double, it, um, it's too much stuff. It's almost too comprehensive. But yeah, um, yeah. True. Um, yeah, that they're the ones that come to mind, but definitely mm. Red and Blue mm. Beatles albums, and as you say, yeah. especially the Blue one. I yeah, think Blue one's like, unbelievable. It's if you unbelievable. if you haven't listened to the Beatles before, they're an actual a brilliant way to get into them because you have all the songs yeah. in chronological order. You have album yeah. tracks. You've got B sides. You've got yeah. singles. They're brilliant. Mm. Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. um, Madonna Immaculate Collection. Yes. Pretty much yes, faultless. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Fa- literally yeah. not a bad song on it. Yeah. yeah. Literally, you know, even the overplayed ones yeah. are brilliant. When yeah. you listen, cause I love, like you say, it's done a chronological order. Yeah. You know, it's fantastic. Um, I would go, what else do I think of? Uh, jam, um, the first Jam Greatest Hits, Jam Snap. Yeah. Brilliant. Cause it's got, it's got all the A sides and all the B sides yeah. on yeah. it as well. Um, Crossroad yeah. Bon Jovi. Yeah, that's a, that's a good shout. It, big, it big, biggest, big, biggest selling album in the UK in 1994. Yeah. It almost sounds like a proper album. The way they've yeah, sequenced it, it and yeah, it doesn't, it's brilliant. It doesn't... Wonderful, wonderful sequencing. One CD. That's all it needs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we mentioned him earlier, but yeah, that that Bruce Springsteen greatest hits from 1995. Yeah. I mean, he's he's released a you know a ridiculous amount of greatest hits. There are two CD versions, three disc ones, but that one is one disc. Yeah, Emily misses out a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I wish they'd put on I'm on fire instead of my hometown. I never really liked my hometown uh, that much. But you know, but it's it's pretty same I mean, you know, you know, the way you know, the way it opens. Down. It's it's just like, you know, Thunder Road, straight into Born to Run, straight into the river, straight into Hunger. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're all like born in the USA and the, all the new tracks are great on there. Murder Incorporated is on there, which is yeah, absolutely great. But the first C D of Michael Jackson's history is yeah, fifteen yeah. tracks. I, but again, it misses out so much. It hasn't got so much. Oh, that's got jam on it. But then the problem was, you know, there were nine singles off Bad and eight singles off Dangerous. So, yeah. Just 15 (laughs) tracks. You you, you sort of think, the girl, his mind's on it. What's that doing on it? But it's it's a great 15 tracks. And it's real that that first CD of, obviously, the second CD material at the time. But the first CD is a a brilliant hits album. Mm. No, it's yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I completely agree with that. And I, I don't know there was always something I was just found really cool about bands that released greatest hits. You yeah. know, Abba Gold. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah. sold a few copies, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Queen's greatest, hit, uh, Queen's greatest. I know. Hit one and two. I know, and two. I see. I'd go. I I'd go with two. I yeah. prefer two. Not I don't know if bands. that's because it came out in you know 1991. Yeah, and you know, not many yeah, bands that... can release two greatest hits albums. They released three. They released three. The third, well, the third one's rubbish. It's rubbish, but it's rubbish. <laughs> it's a little bit tenuous. Um, some of the ones on the third. Yeah, one, but a little bit. Yeah, is there Wycliffe doing a duet on another yeah, one? But it's a dust yeah. from Small Soldiers, isn't it? <laughs> well, you saw, I understand the the thing behind Greatest Hits three because it's obviously got the tracks that 
of Made in Heaven. And it's yeah, got a few Made of the other heaven. tracks that Let we've Me made great hits yeah, But it's got all pretty solo stuff on it as well. And, and Driven by yeah. News on it as well. Yeah, so that's it's a strange. <laughs> it's a strange, it's a strange, yeah. strange one. But yeah, Great Hits One is. Two is 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 is. Really yeah. Good. Obviously, Creedence Great Hits is the best-selling album yeah. in the UK. Uh, first one. Yeah. Uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival Chronicle, their first greatest hits. Yeah. Yeah. Faultless. Beach Boys Greatest Hits. Yeah. You know, I mean, the list can go on forever. Forty licks. Forty, by oh, the Rolling Stones. Forty licks is absolutely fantastic. Uh, the one that came out wasn't one that came out in the early nineties. Jump back. Yeah. It was like yeah. best of the seventies and eighties stuff. Yeah. That was really. And good there's as also well. Rolled Gold, which um ca- yeah. which goes to the early seventies. So you literally got every single yeah. single they Yeah, released. that's the one I've as got. Well as, yeah, that's the one I've got. Some right. early some album tracks. It's yeah. it's almost like the Rolling Stones version of the Red and Blue album. It's yeah, that sort it is, of cult yeah. Um, yeah. Forty Licks is a good yeah. one because you had that the first CD of Forty Licks is literally everything from the sixties, and then yeah. the second CD is everything else. Basically, I used to find uh, I listen to the second CD a lot more than the first CD. Maybe it's because they're not sometimes you, you, sometimes it's nice listening to the ones you're not so not so familiar. Yeah, well, well, you know, um, I mean, you know, quick, quick bonus question, mate. Um, you can only take one Rolling Stones song to your uh, Desert Island for your jukebox. What Rolling Stones song are you taking? Honky Tonk Women. Oh, okay. That was that, that, was, that was quick. <laughs> Oh, well done, mate. All right. Yeah. It's almost like we prepared that. <laughs> uh, mine start be, mine start be, me up would be up there, but Honky Tonk. Yeah, would. start me up. Uh, for me, it's uh, Love is Strong. Yeah, good song. Not tonight for, you know, probably their last classic single. Um, yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good album, the Video Lounge. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, much derided, but I think it's a really good album. The last, it was the last actually, really good album they did. The one that's come more well-known recently, because it's been used in films and TV and adverts a bit more, is She's a Rainbow. Which I never yeah. knew that song, and I, I yeah, maybe because it's that a was bit on yeah, it was Satanic Majesty's yeah, requests yeah. on that, is it? It's, yeah, it's a weird album. You know when everybody <laughs> tried to go psychedelic, I think yeah. this is when really only the Beatles actually properly pulled it off because yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, no, I completely agree. It didn't really yeah. work for a lot of bands. No, and no. Was one of I mean, you know, I mean, as evidenced by the fact that you know, a year later they'd gone back to the well and yeah. they were releasing Honk Top Woman yeah. and Jumper Jack Flash and yeah. and it's you know, and they were into their golden era. That's that sort of '67 period. I mean, even the Who were a little bit guilty of it, and you know, yeah, a lot the of Kings bands, were as well. Yeah, and, they all yeah. went a bit of psychedelic. And I'm not saying that some good songs came out of it. Yeah, small but, faces, yeah, yeah, all uh, but, well, yeah. But mm. I think it was only really the Beatles carried it off. I think people sort of mm. took it a little bit too far. Maybe for yeah, the did. Beatles, I think maybe with the Beatles it came more naturally because that's the music they were doing. I think other bands. Yeah then try to yeah. emulate it. And then sometimes when you're trying to copy something and don't stay to what you can do, it sort mm. of doesn't work. But anyway, mm. we've only mm. got... I'm not going to read that one. Because it's, uh, no. Got, no, we've just really talked about that. Cinema versus streaming. So we just talked about oh. that. Really. So, yeah, we so have, yeah. I've got ABBA is my next subject. All right. And we've actually um, spoken about ABBA a little bit. but uh, Yeah, I mean, you know... <laughs> Probably some of the most perfect pop songs ever written. Yeah. Some you people know. hate Abba. Some people, some I know. People really I get it. I get it. You know. Um, but I, I think it's very difficult because some of those songs are I, absolutely. I, 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 you know, Dancing Queen. We've all heard it a million times, but I'm still not sick of it. No. It's still one of the most joyous 
pop songs ever because written. Because it's and got it so many hooks. It's got so yeah. many hooks. hooks. But all their songs got hooks. Even like, and some of their songs, like, you know, I remember hearing The Winner Takes It All. Yeah. Um, the first time I made you recently. That song's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's a great song. Man. What's your favourite uh, ABBA song? What's your favourite ABBA favorite song? Abba song uh, Does Your Mother Know? SOS. It's such a great song. Ash do a really good cover of Does Your Mother Know? Yeah. SOS is my one because actually that's quite, it's got quite, ABBA can go quite sort of dark melodic sometimes as well. So, you know, like the winner takes it all. And SOS has a little bit of that as well. And then it goes like a euphoric chorus. So, yeah. Summer Night City. Yeah, it's great. Ring Ring, I love. Waterloo. I mean, my God, it's ridiculous. Chiquita. You know, even I mean, you know, there, there's a perfect reason why I can't stand musicals. Mamma Mia, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, nothing. Get, I do all the songs. It's just Pierce Brosnan singing them. <sighs> and it had to be SOS. It had I know. To be SOS. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But yeah. I'm, I was going to say their last album. Their last album came out last year. But the album yeah. before the Visitors, which yeah. was originally their yeah. last album, actually, yeah. apart from one of us, doesn't have a load of big hits on it. But that's quite, no. that is a really good album. The Visitors, actually, yeah, I think it's it my favourite Alba album. And it has that, that yeah. first track, The Visitors, as a slight Indian quality, but with synths. Yeah. It was actually the yeah. first album recorded specifically for CD. It was the first album yeah. ever released on CD, 1986. They, 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 they owned the first digital studio, didn't they? Was it the Polar yeah, Studios, their own studio? If you look on Google, um, ABBA, the Visitors original CD, the CDs in the yeah. case is like, uh, almost like a, looks like a DVD box. Wow. It's like a bit, That's they cool. hadn't decided what CD cases would look like yet. So it's like this strange yeah. box. Um, it was the first album released on CD, The hmm. Visitors by ABBA. And um, it's a brilliant sounding album. Even I've got mm. the vinyl of it and it sounds brilliant on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say about ABBA. They're, you know, one of the best selling albums of all time in this country. I mean, Voyage, yeah. them coming yeah. back is an absolute massive event. And you know they've they're all in their 70s i mean there's not many bands that that, that people would get no. that excited about excited about um yeah so yeah, yeah. right how long have we got we haven't got longer so let's we've got right. four minutes quickly pick one out oh, let's crack on mate uh what worst movie you've ever seen in the cinema um there was one with julianne moore i saw and it's either something called like the forgotten or something like that that was pretty oh, bad yeah, um yeah. the sin eater which had which was which was reunited the whole cast of a knight's tale oh but it was yeah. like a horror film mm. really odd film it was not very good um mm. the fa- um the the rebooted fantastic four from 20 oh yeah from yeah. 26 Awful. 15, 16, yeah, I want to 15, say. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty bad. That was pretty bad. Mm, what about yourself? Mm. Um, probably the worst one of us in the cinema was uh, uh, Analyze That, the sequel that no one wanted to analyze this. <laughs> I think it's the only time, it's the only time I've ever been literally that close to walking out. Yeah. I went out to go to the loo and I was like, I'm not even going to go back in again. The only reason I went back in again is because I had some popcorn. <laughs> I had some popcorn on by my seat. <laughs> you just closed your eyes. Who was it? Was, yeah. it Robert De- was it Robert De Niro? Robert De Niro and Billy Crystal. Oh, I can't believe that was. I forgot there was a sequel to that. Yeah, a sequel to that. A sequel that no one wanted. Yeah, absolutely terrible. Um, 
to, to, to be honest, I think Attack of the Clones. <laughs> no, well, you can't. You've got to be in worse films than that. It's disappointing. Well, it's it, well, no, in terms of disappointing, is in terms of because it was, you know, we, we went through this on the Star Wars special. But, you know, all you know, all the excitement of seeing Phantom Menace. There wasn't excitement really when I went to see Attack of the Clones. I think, I Matrix, I think Matrix Reloaded was one of the most disappointing. Yeah, that was yeah, that was, yeah uh, uh, the Haunting. I remember that awful horror remake with Liam yeah, Neeson I, about 90 years. Terrible. Yeah, it. Um, yeah, it was absolutely awful. Um, yeah, but yeah, analyze that. Yeah, terrible. Probably I'm sure there's... A, I mean, I've been to the cinema so many times, I'm sure there's a few. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, I'm going to quickly pick films are, Plenty of films have fallen asleep in, but... Speed 2. That that was a, Speed 2 was a pretty oh, bad one. I, I, I didn't even see that at cinema. I didn't even see that at cinema. It was pretty bad. Um, Kate Bush... Kate Bush. Uh, royalty. Pop royalty, as far as I'm concerned. I think she's an absolute genius. I love her to death. I'd I love her more the older I get. When I was a kid, I thought it was a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the older I get... I'm, it was when she did that, that well, I say comeback album, her last album, when Aerials came out in 2005. Yeah. Double yeah. album. Yeah. And I, I remember buying it. Yeah. And I almost kind of like, right, this is the time that I'm going to get into Kate Bush. Yeah. And I love that album. And I went and got a greatest hits not long afterwards. And yeah. I'll, I was exactly, yeah. you know what? That's exactly the same Absolutely for me. That, Cause it was quite a big fanfare over the brand. Yeah. New album. It, was, it, it was the first new album, album. In, in, in 14 years. Like the yeah, red yeah. shoes was the last, it last was a album double album. So I think I got it that Christmas yeah. and I was like, yeah. right, here we go. I'm going to, you know, yeah. And yeah, I think King I, of the mountain, that opening yeah. track. Oh, I think that's what I did it for me. I, I went and got Hounds of Love and the Greatest Hits album. Yeah, um, yeah. I've got 50 Words for Snow, which is was her last album, wasn't it? Um, uh, she, 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 yeah. And she, um, she also released a live album because she did, yeah. didn't she? But Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, the live a, album was called Director's Cut. It was, yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. 50 but, Words you know, for Snow is quite difficult to get into that album. It's a bit mm. of a strange one. But um, mm. but no, yeah, I, I mean, I it's one of those ones as you're a kid, you're like, mm, I, I find it. But Hounds of Love is yeah. a good intro, intro oh, because it's, especially the first half album. of it, it's, it's much busting. more sort of oh, poppier yeah. and, uh, and, yeah. and running up that hill is an absolute is oh. an absolute classic song. It's um, Force, isn't it? yeah. and yeah. Uh, and a duet with Peter Gabriel, which is obviously yeah. a, uh, is a great song. Don't yeah. give up. It's a brilliant yep. song. So that made me jump. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Time's up. <laughs> so, <talk about laughs> so yeah, that's time up, guys. I've got still got some in there. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've still got a few left. Yeah, I've got a few I left, mate. That was good fun. Next time, yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. So uh, yeah. There we go. The Power Hour Part Two. We've done it. Um, hope it's uh, been entertaining for you. It's always entertaining for us. I suppose that's the basic yeah. thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Screw, screw, screw you, liar. There. <laughs> yeah. Our twelve <laughs> listeners will be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> will be on the edge of their seats. But yeah. Thank you for much. Thank you very much to those twelve listeners, and thank you very much, Gaz, for joining always. me once again. It was and, a pleasure. Uh, mate. We'll be back very soon. So uh, take care out there and uh, we'll see you soon. This is Music and Film Save the World podcast signing off. See you. Bye-bye. Cheers.